You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. I'm doing D&D with, with some friends again. Oh, that's right. And I haven't done that in like 20 years. And now it's like, it's making me think, I really want some minis. Mm-hmm. And I want to you know, be able to paint some minis. And I keep seeing these things online where the where the people are actually... 3D printing their own minis now. It's like, oh, shit, that's a great that. idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think there's a website called Hero Forge where you can like pick parts and design your own mini <laughs> and then download the file and print it yourself. And print it yourself. Yep. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. My yep. boss uh, does that. He uh, he used to be a toy designer. He worked, uh, actually, oh, yeah. worked for Lucasfilm for a while when uh, episode one was wow. coming out uh, nice. and, and kind of helped. Toyerize? I don't know. That whatever that is. Is he the one responsible for the Jar Jar lollipop? (laughs) You know, I'll have to ask him about that. He might be actually because he did a lot of like tie-in like toys like that. Yeah, Uh, but he said a long. Joel, you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you bring up the Jar Jar lollipop? He he said, (laughs) no, no. He's proud. He's got a uh, like a life size. I don't know if it's the Jar Jar one. Yeah, I think he does. I think he's got like a life size Jar Jar that he uh, he he helped make uh, in China. Well. A factory in China made it, but he oversaw it anyway. But um, yeah, he's so he's got a, a, a long history of like designing toys and and uh, and making them. And he he's got this hobby. We've got a couple of three D printers up at the office, uh, and ninety percent of the time he's cranking them out to uh, create like action figures, but like bespoke action figures that were never really made. Like he's done the. Uh, uh, Billy D. Williams, Harvey Dent, that was rumored oh, to be cool. in the third Batman Tim Burton movie that was never was. Uh, right, um, where, awesome. where Billy D. William would, so he, he like designs them and, and prints them all out. He'll take the body of like a He Man uh, and and make something else out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, I should give him a plug. I think it's like uh, Toy Otter uh, on hmm, Instagram. You can check out his Instagram. My boss. He's got a bunch Hell of yeah. uh, 3D printed toys. Yeah, it's amazing what we can do with technology. Out. I know, right? Action figures and pop filters. Toys. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Well, hey, uh, happy Mario Day, everybody. I see uh, Mark oh, yeah, once again yeah. donning the Mario hat. I've got my uh, nice. Super Mario shirt. That, my, uh, the lovely Mr. Mr. my Mario Abbey Road shirt. Yeah, what's going Oh, I've seen that one where it's like Yoshi and Luigi and uh, Peach all walking on Abbey mm-hmm. Road. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Uh, so, yeah, happy, happy Mario. How did you guys uh, celebrate? I played some 3D World. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> We were yeah. doing that over the weekend, man. We finally broke into uh, Bowser's Fury, and uh, nice. have been enjoying that. Is that what you're playing? Or are you doing like the base 3D world? I'm on game? the I'm on the base 3D world. Yeah, I wanted to go through the through its whole campaign again. Yeah. before doing Bowser's Fury, that's probably a good and idea. And I'm, I'm I'm in. Well, I'm technically in World Six. I've unlocked it to where I can go to World Seven now if I want to, but I still want to finish out all the stars and things in World Six before I move yeah, on. That's the best advice I can give anybody starting that game: is uh, get all those stars on the easy levels while you can, because uh, later on there will be levels where you will get no stars uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you will not want to play them again. Mark, uh, you can probably yes, attest to yes. that. You've gone through 3D World, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's definitely for sure. Like towards the end there, it gets brutal, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, has anybody picked up uh, the Bowser's Fury? Well, obviously, Jay, I know you have. Mark, have you uh, plunked down the 60 bucks again for the game you already no. own? With Monster Hunters coming around, and me and my friends have decided we're going to dive really deep into Monster uh-huh. Hunter. So. No time for Bowser's Fury. Yeah. Uh, the good news is that game, uh, I think, only lasts like four or six hours. Uh, we, right. we started playing it over the weekend. We're probably two hours into it and uh, already on the, like, the third. They're not really worlds. You unlock different parts of the map. 
but yeah, it's a good time. If you're a Mario fan, I, I, I recommend it, and you should definitely play it at some point. Uh, but maybe hmm. uh, maybe somebody will mod uh, Bowser's Fury uh, yeah. in the future. Uh, before we get into that topic, though, uh, talk about what games we're playing. Uh, Jay, you already mentioned Mario 3D World. Uh, anything mm-hmm. else you've been playing or um yeah i've been playing uh well i've been doing some more you know i talked about last time the the driving sims mm-hmm. um uh started playing elite dangerous which is a essentially a space sim type game yeah because i've gotten more into the into the into vr and that experience of flying a ship around and I'm, i need to do this with uh, star wars squadron because i've got that now too oh yeah being in the ship mm-hmm. is just fucking incredible <laughs> so, so yeah that that's that's kind of where i've been at lately with the with vr yeah th- there awesome. there are a few things that entice me about vr but uh th- that's probably one of them uh being in a, the cockpit of an x-wing uh mm-hmm. or, or tie fighter mm-hmm. which i assume they yeah. also let you do mark what that about you what do you what have you been playing well kind of a sad day we kind of played our last round of Fortnite for the season oh, no. uh tonight right before this podcast now because um, my friend finally earned baby yoda so <laughs> has nothing <laughs> else to work for huh no it's kind of like that's like the level 100 that's like the, you beat the season pass or whatever uh, you know uh-huh. so we're all switching to monster hunter so i've been playing all the old monster hunters just trying to get ready for that nice you, have you seen yeah. the movie yet excellent no <laughs> I've heard awful, awful things, but I, we're going to watch it soon. I yeah. mean, the hype is real in this house. So, <laughs> uh, well, Joe uh, had watched it, and I think reviewed it on mm-hmm. last week's episode. If you listen to our um, uh, movies that were made of video games, uh, oh, nice. he did a little Monster Hunter talk, and uh, I don't think he hated it, right? He enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, no, he, he, he came away, I guess, kind of with the understanding that it's going to be a bad movie, but yeah. it's still a fun ride. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well... Although I'm always down for that, having yeah. uh, co-hosted a podcast about movies with him for the past seven years, I can uh, say without a doubt that he's very forgiving of some movies in uh, <laughs> ways that I am not. Uh, so that's why we moved on to this podcast about video games. You're listening to the 16-Bit Gladiators here on the Next Wave Radio Network. I'm your host Joel, co-host I should say, because I am always joined by uh, Jay Gunn. Welcome, Jay. Thank you, sir. Thank and you. once again, gracing us with his presence and his Mario cap. Got Mark Zamora. On the mic. Hey, hey. What's going on? Uh, and we are gathered here together, uh, as we do every week, to talk video games. Uh, if you want to subscribe to this podcast, you can do it on 16bitgladiators.com. That is our website, uh, where you can find all links to all things 16-Bit Gladiators. We've got a little link there to our Facebook page, uh, as well as our Twitter handle, which is at 16bitgladiators. You follow us there. You'll always know what uh, our topic du jour is. Uh, and in fact, yes, I did tweet out last week that uh, we'd be talking about video game mods on this week's podcast. And here we are, joined together, talking about uh, one of the, the greatest phenomena uh, that the world of gaming has given us, uh, because it has um, expanded the way people play games. It has enhanced pre-existing games in ways that the original developers never thought possible. Uh, and it has even brought us uh, some sequels uh, uh, and extended levels, uh, and also some nightmarish uh, scenarios <laughs> that the games were never intended, uh, and also a lot of funny ones too. And we're going to talk about all those uh, this week on the Sixty Mick Light Years. All right. Uh, so before we jump into it, uh, for the uninitiated, and I have to admit, this is kind of a new topic for me too. Um, so I've been watching a ton of YouTube videos, did a little uh, light reading on the topic. Uh, but uh, who who can who can succinctly describe uh, what what modding a video game is? 
So modding is it's basically taking depending on on the developer some developers are very friendly to modding and they'll actually release official tools uh to the community and let people go wild with uh, with their mods I and mean, this started out with like um uh back in the early days of like doom you know they they had released mm-hmm. a whole a whole thing for like level edits to where people could make their own levels for doom um other developers are not quite as friendly to modding we should and say so that the, the modding is short for modifying if that wasn't mod- obvious, yeah modification uh, yes. but yes go ahead um so in those cases what happens is uh, the the community people will will basically hack the games and they'll they'll find ways that they can insert new code into it yeah. or if the assets like the the models and the textures and the sounds and all that stuff, if they're separate from the main portion of the game and they can be replaced or added to, then they'll start doing things like that. Yeah. So it, it, it all definitely depends on on how friendly the developer is to mods, whether or not it's a simple process mm-hmm. or whether it's something that uh, essentially breaks the game <laughs> to make something new yeah and as i'm sure we'll talk about uh some developers and companies are are kinder to that than others uh we'll get mm. into that in a second um, yes. mark before we move on anything to add to that uh, description no i think that that pretty much sums it up modifying game files to make gameplay mechanics work differently or even some mods uh especially back in the day with like doom and wolfenstein and stuff like that was just to make it look different or yeah or you see that especially nowadays, like Minecraft, you know, things mm-hmm. just to make it look different versus play different. So, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yep. Uh, although we are talking mostly software uh, mods, obviously everything done with the code. And Joe, you, uh, Jay, you were mentioning, like, you know, swapping out the 3D models. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we, we kind of start at the beginning, uh, one of the earlier video game mods uh, actually became the original Mrs. Pac-Man. Or, sorry, Ms. Pac-Man, not Mrs. Pac-Man. I always do that. Uh, she was she was unmarried before she had that uh, <laughs> that baby between uh, levels one and two, but yeah, uh, Ms. Pac-Man was uh, just concocted by a couple of MIT dropouts, I believe, uh, yep. based on the original Pac-Man code using this, the original hardware, and I think yep. um, they even had to kind of like modify the the motherboard inside the cabinet, uh, and mm-hmm. they were going to repackage this thing and sell it. Uh, before who's that Namco? Who who was uh, Namco? Or, yeah, was Midway back Namco. in the day. They've exchanged hands so many times I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> right. But yeah, when uh, I, I think they finally sold it back to the original company, and it became uh, Ms. Pac-Man as it is today. Which, as we talked about on last week's arcade episode, I think we all agree Ms. Pac-Man is better than the original Pac-Man, right? Like Indeed. the original Pac-Man <laughs> oh, was yeah. groundbreaking. You know, uh, people loved it. Pac-Man Fever. There's a whole song about it. Uh, but you go back and play it. It's slow. Uh, the mazes don't have a lot of variety. It really wasn't until Ms. Pac-Man came around where uh, you got that speed boost and you got some cool-looking uh, uh, d- different levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a little more refined. And, um, yeah, that's the one that got all of my quarters back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it, it even it, added it, to the charm of it. I mean, it did, giving it yeah. a little bit more of, like, world-building, if you will, you yeah. know, for what right. it was back in the day. Yeah, right. Stork dropping off a uh, baby Pac-Man, which <laughs> would become a, a sequel that... Probably should have mm-hmm. never happened. You guys ever played that Baby Pac-Man sequel? I don't believe I've ever played that one. I've I remember seeing it, but I've never played it. Yeah, it, yeah. If you could catch it in the wild, uh, it was quite a thing to see because it was half arcade game and half pinball machine. 
And at some point, yeah, <laughs> Mark's giving a weird look. It's, that's, uh, <laughs> that was the collective uh, of America making that look back in the <laughs> 80s because we were like, what? I, I, don't, I either want to play a pinball machine or I want to play Pac-Man, but I rarely want to play both, uh, especially simultaneously. But yeah, you get right. to a certain point in the game and you just kind of had to switch over to that pinball machine, play around, <laughs> and then come back to the... Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Um, yeah, probably why I didn't, I didn't even know on. that was a thing. I've seen the game Pac-Land, which was about them as a family mm-hmm. unit, but yes. I never saw baby Pac-Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They exper- wow. and uh, Super Pac-Man was another one that they experimented with. But I digress. That's for another uh, Pac-Man dedicated episode. We're talking mods here. And uh, yeah, Jay and I were talking before you hopped on, Mark, but uh, I feel like if any game has any uh, popularity, any sort of following, uh, it's not long before uh, the the developer community kind of takes hold Mm -hmm. and begins to mod the hell out of that game. Uh, And I think... We're probably just going to end up going through a bunch of our favorite mods here. Uh, so we can kind of go around Robin. Uh, Mark, you are our guest this week. So I'll kick it to you. Uh, tell us about some uh, memorable mods, one of your favorites. Sure. Well, I'll go back to the very first mod that I remember playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to play a lot of Quake 2, which was a first-person shooter yep. uh, growing up. And I used to play this mode. I thought it was a mode, and I thought they were just misspelling it. <laughs> called um, Rocket Arena. Oh, and yes. Basically, it was like they gave you a grappling hook and they gave you just rockets and they upped the movement speed and it was like really fast paced. It wasn't until a couple of years later where I learned it was a mod. Somebody modified the gameplay to make it play that way. Nope. So that's probably one of my favorites. And you still see the impact of Rocket Arena to this day. I mean, a game just came out called Rocket Arena and it takes that same idea. But mm-hmm. so many like original first person shooter ideas were born from that. So that really holds a special place in my heart. And once I learned what a mod was, as you know, I went to school for game development, so that's mm-hmm. kind of what got me started. Was like, oh, I didn't know I could change the game's files and ah. make things look different and play different. Look so. at that! <laughs> yeah, if I if I remember correctly, wasn't that the mod that actually kind of started the whole rocket jump thing, and that became official in like Quake Three Arena? I think it was when they yep. when mm. they added that mechanic into it, mm-hmm. and, and especially a- in Rocket Arena Two, is like they added the rocket jump which just changed things, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of a reoccurring theme you'll see as we uh, discuss this, where uh, developers have kind of taken stuff that the community has invented uh, and improved upon and uh, worked them into, much like Ms. Pac-Man, worked them into uh, sequel games. They're mm-hmm. now canon. Uh, yeah, man, Quake and that whole kind of 3D shooter, uh, first-person shooter boom back in, I guess, what, mid to late 90s with Doom yeah. and Quake and... Wolfenstein, um, those are some of the first mods I saw. Um, and in my research, of course, you can't Google video game mods without seeing the Tim Allen skinned uh, Doom. Have you seen that one, guys? Yes. Where they've literally yeah, taken yes. like every texture, even the walls, the gun, uh, I, I want to say even the bullets that are shooting out of the gun, <laughs> is, is a little image of Tim Allen. And of course, yep. when you fire the gun, it, it, it creates his, uh, it, his patented... It which is fucking uh, hilarious um you know what i want to take the opportunity before we move on to kind of like because as i was looking into the different types of video game mods there are some some categories kind of started jumping out at me because yes we've already mentioned features new enhancements sometimes graphical enhancements uh to the games uh where developers modders are are taking the original code and they're trying to make the game better make it a better experience and and maybe not so much fixing bugs 
but some kind of quality of life uh, issues that often get tweaked, adding in Sometimes new features. Sometimes it is fixing bugs, though. A lot of times it is fixing bugs. Yeah. Uh, that's true. The developer's a little slow. So you've got mm-hmm. that. Uh, you've got, like, uh, another category of kind of, like, sequels, unofficial sequels, or, or, or you know, a, a additional levels, new content, new storylines in games. Uh, that, There's that... also total conversions, which are that's basically right. making an entire new game out of... Out of, a, out of out of an existing game. That's right. Yes, that has nothing to do with the existing game. And then uh, my favorite category is just the uh, you know for, for the lulls category. Uh, yeah. The, the aforementioned Tim Allen uh, and uh, one that I sent you guys a link to before this the uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage Macho Man Skyrim Randy's... mod, which uh, fucking I, like I could not stop <laughs> laughing. Uh, I was watching this yesterday, and Jed was like, "What are you laughing at in there?" I had my headphones on. <laughs> And I, describing it does not do it justice. I implore mm. you all to go to YouTube and mm. uh, look at the because uh, they've basically taken this dragon that shows up in Sky. And I've never played Skyrim, so this is one of my first uh, exposures to it. Uh, reskin the dragon to uh, have Macho Man uh, Randy Savage's head and his hat. Uh, he's even got little arms too that he flies around with. <laughs> and of course, uh, the piece de resistance is uh, the audio, the new sound effects that they've added. Where they've taken uh, sound bites of him. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Macho Man's coming another, to get you. Another, another great one for Skyrim. That's in that that for the lols category is um, it's the posh mud crabs. Oh, what's it's that? The one of the enemies that you first encounter in the game is the mud crab, and it's it's basically just a crab. They're giant and they are kind of a pain in the ass early on, but then they become just a nuisance later. But they somebody put them put a top hat on them and a little monocle and then they'll, they, they come in with a British accent. They'll oh, start talking to you. And if you hit them, they'll start saying things like, Hey, fuck you. Hey, <laughs> it's fantastic. That's awesome. I love it. Well, Jay, uh, we got Mark down one. I've done a, f- a few. Let's hear from you. Um, what's on your list of mods? Well, you were, uh, you kind of offhand mentioned that they might mod Bowser's Fury someday, mm-hmm. and I don't think you're far off because uh, there's currently a pretty big following for mods for Breath of the Wild. Yes, mm-hmm. I, have, I have seen that. I, so I, I could I could definitely see Bowser's Fury coming into that as well, uh, and, it, and it both either for the modified hardware uh, to be able to put the mods on it or using emulation. Either way. Now, for the uninitiated, which I include myself in there, so I'm I'm always under the impression that like uh, there's always some kind of hacking involved. Like there's a, it's illegal if the company ever found out you were doing this. Like mm. b- because I'm I've, I have a big Nintendo background, and Nintendo is very yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess we could say they're, not not friendly to modders. Right? Yeah, they're they're very anti, in particular anti emulation, but yes, also anti modding. Yeah. Um, and I get the, it. I get it. They're trying to protect their IP. Uh, there, yeah, there's some yeah. some legal reasons why they do what they do. Uh, yeah. But have not really embraced that that community in a way that uh, I think could benefit them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of times the you know you brought up the legalities of it the the actual modifying particularly the modifying the hardware and even the emulation itself it's not illegal. Right. Um, you know, it's been, you know, Apple fought it for years right. with the jailbreaking iPhones and they finally lost that in court. So that kind of opened the doors for everybody to be yeah. like, Hey, too bad. It's legal to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I bought the hardware. I spent the money on it. It's mine now. 
I guess, yeah, the uh, the gray area is when you then begin to make money off of... Money off of it, correct. Yeah, which uh, correct. I guess is, is a double-edged sword. For one, it means that like we get all this great content for free, mostly. Yep, um, yep. But it also means that like some legit modders... I mean, because these are... These are developers. We we talk of them yes. like they're just kind of people dicking around on a computer, but these guys go on to be actual developers if they're not already. They're doing right. this stuff in their spare time, um, and I'm of the opinion that you know they should be compensated for their efforts, especially mm-hmm. if it's something that anybody derives value in. Um, absolutely. So yeah, yeah absolutely. At, at what point you know we get into the something that the music industry had to go through which is uh you know how how much can you lift from something to where it's an homage or it's a parody uh, you have that fair use right when do you cross that line right yeah and i think they run into a lot of issues like i know nintendo really started paying attention to mods around the wii era because mods were coming out that then bricked consoles so they were like uh oh, we don't want that to happen, so we're going to make it so if you try to mod it, we're going to break your console. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it was like... Got you first. Right, exactly. So I was like, don't do it as anybody else, so we'll do it to you first. And and after that, you've you've seen a lot of, like, they take they send cease and desists, like, really quickly. Yeah. 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 And, of course, here they are, uh, where they've got... They've, they're making Super Mario Maker and Super Mario Maker 2, which is basically you know giving the the fans what they yeah. want but uh you know they're gonna make a little nickel off of it which uh yeah, right. hey man which that actually started out as a mod yeah. well i say as a mod it was that was more of a fan right creation like they people built a mario maker uh from scratch and i don't know if it ever got cease and desist um, hmm. uh, it it probably but, just became obsolete once uh, Mario Maker came yeah, out. Because once Mario Maker came out, it was like there was no reason for yeah. for that to. That's a big Nintendo move too, is to mm-hmm. yeah, just monopolize something that exactly yeah yeah yep. Uh, okay, so but yeah, so I wanted to go back to modding in general and uh, what what are the what do you need? What would I need if I wanted to uh, make a Bowser's Fury of my own? What would I need to do, Jay? Um, you would. For something like that, you well, one you would need to to essentially be able to hack the the game code itself. Yep. Already, um, already can't do that. All right, right. <laughs> the, Next, in, the, and then after that, you would need uh, some sort of three D software to to build out the levels, right. to build out strike two. Uh, yeah, <laughs> build out all the characters and the the and the textures that you're going to need for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once you've got the the actual game code hacked uh you would need to essentially build yourself a development environment right to uh to not only put the levels together but also be able to put in things like the the various game logic like how enemies are going to react to you and but i imagine uh, when you jump how far you jump and things like that and and does each each dev kit need to be uh specific to to a game or is it kind of like if if it's if it's built off the unreal engine i've got the unreal dev kit i can i can modify any game that's built off that engine mark yeah it definitely it definitely helps when it's uh when it's something that's built off of a popular engine like that yes yeah uh and then once i've made my mod uh how do i then distribute it where where are people downloading these things i guess the same place people download all illegal things right uh no actually there's there's several legitimate uh websites for it i i actually wrote down a couple of the the bigger ones that that have mods for a wide variety of games. Uh, the one that I use a lot is Nexus Mods. 
that one that one started out mostly for Bethesda games, but they have a ton of games that they do now. I think over two hundred uh, different games that are on there, uh, and another one that's been around for a long time. I'm I'm talking nineties, back in the wow. you know with Doom mods coming out. This one's Mod DB. Hmm. It's all all one word M O D D B, and then another one for uh, Minecraft mods. Uh, <laughs> and I think that, I think they I think they have more than just Minecraft. But the, that's like the biggest ones for them is yeah. Curse Forge. So yeah, there, there's definitely legitimate uh, distribution for for mods for games to the to the point where like you could charge for your mod, or or is it, are they all pretty much free free to download? Most of them, yeah, most of them pretty much are free to download. Uh, there are some I know in I know in particular the Minecraft community. There are some that maybe not necessarily you're buying the mod specifically, mm. but they lock it behind like a Patreon. So you have to uh, donate, donate to their Patreon. Yeah, that'll loophole. Yes. <laughs> yes. Before you can download their mod. Clever girl. Um, and even like, uh, like Skyrim, they, and, and fallout four, uh, in addition to Nexus mods, which are free, mm. um, Bethesda now has their own thing called the creation kit, which is built into the games directly which makes it nice and easy for adding the mods, but has the downside, I guess, downside for people who like me, who like to have a ton of mods in their games, uh, where you have to pay for those mods. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, L- listen but, to our uh, microtransactions episode from yes. uh, a couple of months ago <laughs> to hear how that plays yes. out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it's like, I, you know, I can go to Nexus mods and I can download it's a armor set not not just a set of armor but it's like 50 sets of armor oh, wow. in one wow. mod and that's free or i can go to creation club and download a set of armor for like two or three bucks and it's like if i'm looking at 50 sets of armor that's a lot of money that's yes. going to be coming out of this thing yeah you know so it's definitely yes modders deserve uh, money, I do agree with that. Yeah, but at the same time, they need to tone it down a little yeah, bit yeah. with Maybe, how much they're with how much, much they're charging money. for it. Hey, man, yeah. supply and demand. You know, it'll uh, it'll be mm-hmm. what what the market can bear. Uh, yeah. And, and th- this works well for you, Jay, because you're primarily a, a PC gamer. I guess we can say mm-hmm. that, right? For the most part. Yep. Whereas uh, I'm almost exclusively console. Uh, I do a little emulating, but it's mostly to play like old retro games that I just mm-hmm. don't want to get my old Nintendo out of the out of the box in the closet that it's in. To play right, again, so right. just pop it on the old Mac here. Open up, uh, what is it? Open Emu or Emu? Open Emu yeah, uh, and that's how I do mine. So I, modding isn't really for me, then, right? It's kind of the realm of the PC gamer. Not necessarily. I mean, yeah, it's mostly the realm of the PC gamer. Um, you know, because that's kind of where it started. That's where it, it's most prevalent. The uh, there are some, uh, you know. Sony and, and Nintendo are not Sony Nintendo, but uh, Microsoft, they're kind of yep. dipping their toes a little bit into mods, um, uh, particularly with Skyrim and, and fallout four. Um, and I imagine at some point it's going to open up a little bit more to more games having that ability. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for right now, mostly going to be mostly going to be on PC. Now going back to your, your emulation, there is a, um, uh, oh, what's the website called? Uh, Romhacks.net. Ah, uh, yes, familiar. Where you can you can get tons of mods for existing ROMs. All you have to have is the ROM, 
and a and a program to patch it and you can have whole new games or whole new levels and added to your existing games that's just kind of the kind of the same deal with with regular pc game mods. that's the way to do it mm-hmm. uh yeah most of mine though i've uh because there is kind of a um i don't really know if you want to call it legitimate avenue because it's kind of underground like uh if you've mm-hmm. been to any mm-hmm. video game kind of convention or expo there's one that comes around once a year here in the dfw area where we're all located uh called the uh, let's play gaming expo uh mm-hmm. and there's always a couple of vendors at least that are selling like hacked versions of games, but they come on the cartridge. Uh, yep. And so Jen and I got curious a couple of years ago and uh, like that's, those are some of our favorite booze, man. We always leave with a couple of new modded games. Last time we were there, I bought a um, super Nintendo game it comes in the cartridge and everything that was uh, uh, it was Metroid, but it was the original Metroid for NES, but it was reskinned using all of the Super Metroid sprites and everything. So somebody basically recreated the original Metroid game with uh, all the graphics and uh, sound effects of the SNES version, which to me sounds like the best way to play the game because I've always wanted to go back to the original Metroid, but man, those old NES games are so hard. (laughs) Especially (laughs) when we've got like the bright, new, shiny games of today, and it's like, why am I playing this? But um, to experience an old game that you loved... In a new, now still granted retro, you know, 16-bit version, but in a newer way, that's very mm-hmm. enticing to me. And so I have no problem yep. plopping down 40, 50 bucks uh, for some of these games, especially since it's gone through the trouble, like design and print out these labels. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it feels like you're getting a brand new Super Nintendo game in uh, 2020. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that there's people still doing that, like even even creating new games uh for these retro consoles i'm seeing that coming starting to be a thing now lately but doing those hacks and and releasing them on an actual actual cartridge cartridge, that you can play in the actual system that it's just so cool to me i'll tell you one more that i bought was uh uh a tetris uh, it's, it's not a clone but it's it's definitely using the the tetris engine uh, yeah. as it were, uh, and they've kind of reprogrammed it. So, like, some of the shapes are different. Basically, the game uh, is is programmed to fuck with you. So, for all <laughs> the people who love and know Tetris and think you're a great Tetris player, uh, pick up Duschlen is uh, what it's called. I believe it's, what is it? Nice. D-U-S-C-H-L-A-N. Uh, <laughs> and, and it comes, like, on a white cartridge with a little label, so it looks really cool, stands out, looks cool in your NES. Uh, nice. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's Tetris, and it'll do things like... Um, you'll get to a certain part of the level and all of a sudden the screen kind of flips and now the, the little puzzle pieces are going up the screen and so you're basically having to play Tetris upside down. Upside down uh, again, yep. they've got new shapes. There's like a cross shape and uh, all sorts of different shapes. That you're, the, the rules of Tetris are still the same. They're just putting a, a little, no pun intended, but a, a spin on it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Mark, uh, any familiarity with the mods of this ilk? Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, you, you mentioned earlier, like you were asking, um, oh, is it only for PC? What about consoles? The problem is, is that especially nowadays, the console developers just make it so hard to to mod, and so you yeah. have these really resourceful people who are like, "Hey, this Hello Kitty game, when you do this, for some reason, it allows you to write to the system's memory." <laughs> so, so now we have access to the entire system, and so first you have to get this Hello Kitty game, and this happened with the game I can't remember what, but it was like the most obscure game for the Wii. They're like, oh, yeah. hey, and if you get this game when it tries to write to memory and you turn off the console and you hold the power button and you boot up, it goes into developer mode. And oh. so like this game, 
people couldn't figure out why this game was selling so well that nobody would normally care about. <laughs> and it's because people were hacking their Wii's because it allowed you to install uh-huh. from the SD card something that lets you run emul- or emulations on your Wii. Wow. Yep. You got to admire. So like, yeah. You gotta, yeah, you got to admire how resourceful they are. And uh, it's like, exactly. how does somebody... First off, why did you have that game in the first place? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, how do you figure this stuff out? And, uh, yeah. and now people all over the world, I remember I went to a friend's house and they're like, oh, you want to play a Wii game? I was like, sure. What do you got? And they're like, I have everything Every, yeah, <laughs> on my system memory. And it's like, oh. Holy shit. I've, I've plugged in a hard drive that has every single game on it. Which one do yeah. you want to play? It's like, uh. <laughs> wow. So yeah. that, that to me is just incredible that people figure out ways to bypass and make it so that you can run burned cds with a, a modded version of super mario galaxy with levels from super mario 64 and it's like oh, how do people is that a yeah, thing with this stuff it it's is a, a thing, thing. yeah yes <laughs> that's it's right up thing. my alley man that's what i want to play uh all right well mark as long as we're talking to you uh anything else on your list yeah actually so once I moved past Quake 2, mm-hmm. um, the next big thing for me was Counter-Strike. Yes. And that was another game where I was like, this is a great game. Where did this come from? How did they yep. come up with this? And apparently it was just some college kid's final project. Yep. He he modded Half-Life and Valve. He, he modded Half-Life in order to try to get a job. Right. And so he's like, hey, I made this game called Counter-Strike. And it became so popular. Valve was like, you have a job now. Yep. Isn't that and cool? And to develop Counter-Strike for us. So it's like. Yep. That is just so cool. I love that. That's allowing people to have like an avenue into the industry. Yes. C- yeah, considering yeah. now that like Counter Strike is one of the biggest games, one of the biggest games, uh, yep. the, the the circuit, the competition circuit. Right. It's it's like one of the top three, right? And and I've yeah. always heard of that game, and I ha- didn't find that out until I was researching this week that it's the result of a mod. That's cr- what a success story that is. Right. I know that is just right. so cool, and and I I honestly love Counter Strike. That's like one of my favorite games, and to think. It came from Gordon Freeman. It's just it just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love him in Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and as long as we're talking about developers who uh, were kind of auditioning uh, to to get a job, we talked about Sonic Mania a few episodes ago, yep. which is uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, but you know officially released and sanctioned by Sega. Uh, a few years ago, and it's basically kind of like new levels, remixed uh, versions of levels from the original Sonic games, and that's all the result of this one guy's passion project, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. One one fan put it all together, and and Sega loved it so much that they yeah they basically I don't know if they actually hired him on or if they just bought it from him and and released it on their oh. own. Yeah. Well, I think not only did they love it so much, him, I though. think he's like yeah they hired him because oh, I yeah. think he's like yeah. the he's on staff. The brand manager of Sonic now, so yeah, um, the Sonic movie when it first came out and everybody was watching the trailer and he's like meow and everybody hated it and stuff. Yeah, and the backlash, Sega was like, get that guy, he knows Sonic better than we do, and so they <laughs> he acted as like brand liaison on oh. the movies, like for his redesign, like this is what Sonic is, this is what he should look like. And so, wow, he got like a, I don't know if he got a producer credit or something, but yeah, his name's Tyson Hess and he's that's, super that's just wow. awesome as a Sonic fan. He's, we're thankful for him. Well, yeah, uh, yeah I was going to say, thank God, man, that somebody kind of understands what made Sonic famous in the first place. And it's kind of reorienting, reorienting because, um, yeah, if you listen to our Sonic the Hedgehog episode, we did a few months back, uh, we talked about kind of the trials and tribulations of that 
franchise, and um, they probably have more bad Sonic games than they have good Sonic games now. But uh, at this point, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, uh, so. under the leadership of uh, whatever that guy's name is, you said maybe we'll uh, we'll, be, we'll be back in the black with Sonic the Hedgehog. Ho- hopefully, yeah, I mean we'll be nice, very right? soon because new Netflix series coming out, what? new games coming out, and a sequel to the movie. So what's the Netflix series? Uh, the the animated one, I assume. Yeah, it's going to be an animated hmm. series, hmm. Um, and then. Always when they, they do a new series, there's a new 3D game to come along with it. So yep. we'll yep. see. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's usually where they go wrong. Hopefully, we're past the the era of bad yeah. Sonic 3D Sonic games Adventure. They have been so bad. Mm-hmm. This is called the Sonic Cycle. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. Sorry to derail, but no, it's like the, it's called the Sonic Cycle. You can Google it. It's like hype, announcement, or whatever, release, disappointment, hype, and it's like literally like. So that's where we're at right now. I think Sonic fans right now, we're like, hype, things can go really well, and they'll nice. announce it, and then we'll be disappointed, and then we'll be back to square one. Maybe one day. Maybe, maybe one day one it'll day. happen. Uh. It'll happen. <laughs> we just got to keep believing. And uh, I, I totally get that. That's that's me with, with Nintendo all the way. Cause I it's know. Like, there's always There's always something that's just disappointing with Nintendo, and I know it's coming. But at the same time, I'm always excited whenever they announce something. And it's like, yeah, this is going to be the time. No, it's not. (laughs) Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me right back. (laughs) Yep. Yep. All right. Let's move right along. Uh, This Thomas the Train. Did we talk about Thomas the Train? (laughs) Thomas Stink Engine? Yeah, no, that's that's another one of those ones, kind of like the Randy Savage. Yeah. They basically, they replaced all of the dragons with Thomas the Tank Engine. But it's not just Thomas the Tank Engine. Yes. Like they get the whole cast in there. And oh, I didn't know that. Yes, yes. So all of the all of the named dragons in there, like all of the all of the the ones that are, that have no name, they're just like ancient Random dragon or dragon, blood dragon yeah. or whatever. They're just like the basic, you know, the basic trains. But like, uh, 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 shit, now. I've forgotten his name the the main dragon in there the, good god the one who's voiced by charles martinet right yes yes yeah, what yeah. um <laughs> mario did the voice he, of a dragon he did he did he did it's crazy <laughs> like the main um, dragon yeah he, he uh he's you know he's thomas the tank engine but all the other named ones they're also different different tanks from the or yeah. different trains from Frank the, or whatever it's yeah. like named trains <laughs> it's, it's just it's great <laughs> It's amazing how people got really attached to that reveal of the dragon when it like comes down and it roars and they're like, How can we just I've seen a Shrek version yeah. of Thomas yes. that Thomas yeah. the Tank Engine one is my girlfriend's favorite. She showed it to me and we were just dying. That is good. Yeah. And it's, it's the toot toot that gets me. Yeah, he's coming in. Uh, although uh, that's not the only game that Thomas the Tank Engine uh, cameos in, thanks to video game mods. Um, there is uh, the the remake of Resident Evil Two. That was released a couple of years ago. That's right. Somebody yes. took uh, what's the name of that guy who fought? Is it uh, not Professor X? Is it Mister X? Who fought? Follow- yeah, Mister X is like the, the the main villain or whatever. Yeah, yeah. like follows you around the game. Uh, yep, yeah. he's been replaced by Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh my god! Uh, and that is every bit as funny uh, as it is same toot toot sound effect. Uh, and <laughs> there's there's a very it's it's amazing when you when you look at it too because. Um, you know that, that that's a beautiful looking game. Like the lighting and everything, they the art direction they've done to that game uh, looks much better than the original ever did. Uh, and then to to see this cartoonish Thomas the Tank Engine in that scenario with you know being shot at by our heroes uh, with the ominous lighting and music and everything, it has a very like Stay Puft Marshmallow Man feel to it. Because yes. you're like, oh, this guy is cute and cuddly, and 
I should be enamored, but he's also trying to murder me. Uh, yep. I <laughs> yep. derive much joy from that. Yeah, check that one it's, out too. Yeah, I got to check that one out. I haven't seen that one. That reminds me of another mod that was, I think, kind of official. It was more of like an Easter egg, but it started off as a mod in the old Resident Evil uh, Tofu. Yes. Yeah, they the tofu. changed the zombies, or they changed the main character to tofu, and so you're playing as a piece of tofu, <laughs> yeah, piece and you of tofu lose right pieces as you get hit. I don't oh, know. Oh, no. Yeah. Kind of comes full yeah. circle to that. It's pretty funny. That's uh, great. I love it. <laughs> Well, kind of, kind of playing off the the Counter Strike nostalgia. Mm-hmm. There was another one that was uh, that's you know a game that's become its own thing and it's become pretty huge uh, in the last you know decade or so. Uh, Dota, uh, Dota Two yeah. is is now an official you know it's an official game, but it started out as a mod for Warcraft Three. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. It was, it was called Defense of the Ancients, which is what the name Dota, Dota comes yeah. from interesting and i just... did not know that but i knew that it was a mod for warcraft 3 i never knew what dota meant i thought it was some foreign language or something yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it was it was some it was a guy i want to say in sweden that uh, uh that did it so yeah that's that's kind of where the dota name kind of sounds like a, a foreign language like that it but, does doesn't it interesting but, oh my god that 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 mod became so huge uh, for Warcraft three that that became almost the only thing that people played online with Warcraft three. <laughs> like you didn't even play the the main com- the you know the main campaign yeah. anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I remember my cousin was huge into Warcraft, and mm-hmm. when that mod came out, he was like, "Oh, Warcraft three is great. I love it." But check out this mod, and it was like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah. I don't whatever. But then it became its own game, and I'm like, "That is insane. That is just yeah. crazy." crazy. I'd love yeah. to know the economics yeah. behind this because uh, with, with as much energy and time as they're putting into it and talent, uh, without the promise of, of a payday down the road, you know, this is a, really a passion project for a lot of these yeah. developers. And, and I have yeah. to assume that much in the same way of the, the stories we told before, they're kind of a, this, how do I get my foot in the door of the gaming industry? How do I get kind noticed? of Yeah, kind of like a resume for them. Exactly. To, to have this, to show what you've done and what you've mm-hmm. what you've been able to do. Uh, as kind of proof of concept. Mark is a fledgling yeah. uh, developer. Did you ever uh, try to try to mod a game of your own? Well, I did. You know, tried. I'm the uh, like the worst at coding, so I tried <laughs> my hardest. I looked at the coding. I was like, "Hey, these textures are really cool. Let me start there." So <laughs> exactly. I would do like texture mods, like, "Oh, let's make this character look like this," or uh, so on and so forth. And then eventually, I got into modeling. So I was like, "How can I replace 3D models in games?" Yeah. But, I never dove that deep, but I know that a lot of my friends from school were always modding games and like, oh, look, I put this um, character from this game in this game. And and the truth is, while developers like, oh, some developers, I should say, are like, don't mod our games. Really, if they see that on your portfolio, they're like, hey, that's pretty awesome. He already knows yeah. his way around this engine, so he's going to have no time, like no, like no problem here. Yeah. Well, well, speaking yeah. of which, we've talked about a couple of uh, uh, uh companies that are are friendly to that that have rewarded this behavior uh what about uh the darker side of of that uh who who are some not so friendly companies i know we talked about nintendo uh very litigious uh but i know also steam there seems to be a love-hate relationship with valve i'm sorry with valve right uh actually valve is pretty are they pretty good pretty about mod it? friendly okay. yeah they're pretty mod friendly and hell they I mean with steam itself they have this uh section that you can do uh called the workshop steam workshop and it is essentially any game on Steam that wants to participate in it, mm-hmm. 
that you it's just added into the the api you know the the their little hook into steam basically that says okay we're going to allow mods mm. and so it opens up a whole workshop and people can just start modding put their mods up on the workshop and just when when you go in you browse what mods are there and you hit or oh, i'm gonna subscribe to that one next time you launch your game that mod whoop, loads up in there and it's it's ready to play, but I guess they're 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 monetizing uh, other people's work, right? Uh, and I think maybe that's where the the, the complaints come from, or or no. Uh, in some cases, yeah. Uh, I know in Dota uh, and in Counter Strike, there's there's a uh, some of those mods are monetized, but they they do share that revenue with the actual modders themselves. It's right. not just like it's not just Steam saying or Valve saying we're going to take all this money. They're they're splitting it. I, I think it's. I think it's a 70-30 split. Like the developer gets 70% oh, of it wow. and Steam just takes their 30%. That but they then that's where, that's where you might see some backlash where people are like, well, Valve, you're not doing anything. Give it to the hungry developers who are trying to make a name for themselves. Like you don't need that 30%. But yeah, you know, I, I do. I get that to an extent. But at the same time, I also, you know, I have to think about everything that else you know that steam has you know it, it's multiplayer it has uh, they have their own they're they're hosting the files mm-hmm. they're hosting the servers for these games they have the the data center that they have to maintain that has 20 plus thousand video games all available in you know they're that they're having to do so i yeah they're not technically doing anything for the mod itself but they do still have you know yeah they laid the foundation running right? costs yes yeah yes. and they, they, not only have that, money. But they have to have money not only that but the platform visibility i mean steam is that's true every, every, most yeah. or all if not all pc gamers are on steam i mean and yeah. it's a potential for some like something to go viral i mean yeah a mod yeah. can go viral very easily in the steam workshop so absolutely yeah, yeah. like the Mega Man uh for minecraft mod that i saw which I guess not isn't on Steam, but uh, that was my clunky segue to get into the next uh, mod that I saw, <laughs> where somebody has uh, reskinned um, Minecraft with all kind of Mega Man sprites, and um, yep. that, from from what I hear, I'm not a Minecraft fan myself, but uh, one of the better uh, mods to that game, of which there are many. There, God, yeah. The last time I remember category. looking up how many mods were available for Minecraft, and this was probably at least three years ago. There's over forty thousand oh, mods Jesus. available oh for gosh. Minecraft. Yeah, and, That's and crazy. You know, going back to to Skyrim and how popular it is, it has over twenty thousand mods. I think it's probably over thirty thousand now. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's the just, most it's modded game. Nuts, mm-hmm. nuts, absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the I, I need to try the, the the Mega Man one. But there's also a Pokemon mod. Yes, actually, it, it has. It at first it was actually called minecraft pokemon but of course nintendo brought mm-hmm. their hammer down on that and uh so now it's just like you know minecraft pocket monsters or something like that yeah yeah <laughs> so it's it's pokemon but it's not sure. pokemon wink wink nudge nudge yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly so yeah now they, they, there's several that are like that there's a jurassic park one that has a bunch of dinosaurs and you <laughs> wow. kind of build your own you build your own uh, jurassic park uh, yeah, yeah, you're on uh, Jurassic cool. Park and Island out of it. So I love it. It's great. It's great. The Minecraft modding community is pretty insane because that was my first experience with a Battle Royale game was the yes. Minecraft mod Hunger Games. Yes. So before <laughs> Fortnite, I played Minecraft Hunger Games, and it was the exact same idea. Oh, interesting. So yeah. it's interesting how people will make 
other games like i've even seen a portal mod where somebody made portal in minecraft so oh, no way. Levels. yeah yep. and it wow. operates the exact same way same so, exact way yeah that's um, fancy people are making other games in minecraft so the modding community there is insane yeah interesting speaking of portal there there's a, a portal mod as well uh where there somebody is. somebody made a basically a prequel uh to portals one and two um yep. using that same mechanic and i as somebody who recently played through portal and portal 2 like I, I would love more since apparently those developers will never make a Portal 3. Apparently those guys can't count to three. So, uh, yeah, right. let, let the community do it for them. Yeah, Portal, Portal. I'm assuming you're talking about Portal Prelude. Yeah, that's what it's called. There you go. Yeah. Have you yeah. played that one? Uh, yeah, I've played. I haven't played all the way through it, but I've played uh, a pretty good amount of it. And it's it's actually really good. It's re- really well done. Hey, before we get too far away from, uh, you had mentioned Breath of the Wild earlier uh, mm-hmm. and, and some of those mods, and somebody else mentioned Shrek, and it reminded yeah. me of uh, there is a uh, a Shrek mod where they basically turned all of the uh, the goblins, or not the goblins, the uh, the big, it's, it, yeah, oh, the Cyclops. Oh, the Hinox. The Hinox, yeah. that's what it is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so they've replaced the Hinox with uh, Shrek. So if uh, <sighs> you want to fight Shrek in uh, Breath of the Wild, that too can be can be had. I that saw is hilarious. somebody sent cool. me a link. I think it was my niece because uh, my, my 13 year old niece is all into Zelda and um, somebody has modded uh, Breath of the Wild so that you can play as Zelda. Actually, I, I'm not sure if it's Zelda. It's a female character. Yeah, uh, there there is one. It, it, it originally started. It was going to be Zelda to where you could play as Zelda. And uh, then I think it was Hyrule Warriors when it came out. And they introduced the Linkle character, which uh, was basically a female version of Link. Yeah. And so everybody kind of jumped on that, and they brought that character in as Breath of the Wild to replace Link. That's for... what it is. And yeah. and it, it's crazy because they're doing it's not just it's not just like a straight okay. Now you're a female one version of Link. Yeah. They've redesigned the armors. They have people that are actually going in and changing the the models for the armors and the textures for them to make them look different and yeah. make them appropriate for a more feminine form. Even though Link is kind of an effeminate <laughs> already uh, form, anyways. Yeah, androgynous. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, so yeah, it's it's crazy that they've that they've been able to do this with the game. And it you know it started with the emulation for it for um, the Wii U version, but even people that have modded their switches and like hacked their switches, they've been able to pull these mods in and play it on the actual switch version of the game. And, uh, like if it was a, an official Nintendo thing, it's nice. crazy. Have you, have any of you, I know we talked earlier about your, what was it? Your Wii that you, that you hacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any, uh, Mark, have yep. you, you hacked any of your uh, traditional consoles? No, the whole fear of breaking them I works know. on me. And, yes. you know, Consoles were tough to get enough as it, as you know yep, as it was growing exactly. up. So I was like, I really want that mod, but I'm not willing to brick my Wii. Or- yeah, yeah. If the- I I tend to you know when it when it comes to the the actual hacking of the of the consoles, I tend to wait until I have something that will replace it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like with the Wii, I didn't start modding it until. The, the Wii, Wii U came out. Yep. Mm. Since the Wii U could play the Wii game. Exactly. So it, if anything happened to my Wii. Worst case scenario. Well, I, yeah, I would still be able to play the games. But yeah, so it's, I will hack the consoles, but I, I definitely have to have some sort of a backup. And I, I want to <laughs> hack my Switch. 
Yeah. But I need another until, Switch if exactly. I'm going to do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, rumor of the Switch Pro around the corner. So right. there you go. Uh, right. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. thinking like, because. I've heard those rumors. They've been talking about it for years, and it never really enticed me because I'm I'm not an early adopter. Like you know, I probably won't get a PS5 or an Xbox X Series for another three or four years. So there's tons of games. The the systems are cheaper. Probably do what I did with the the last generation console. Wait for a nice Black Friday sale to come along and scoop everything yep. up for super cheap. Uh, but uh, yeah, the idea that because the rumor is. It, it's not just like, oh, here's a bigger screen, you're, you're faster. It's that it will potentially take games that you already own and you'd be able to play them in 4K. Um, yep. In handheld, of course, they'd be 720, but they would have an upgraded yeah. dock with a better graphics card in it. And when you're playing in docked mode, you're getting 4K, you're getting better textures, you're getting better lighting uh, effects. Yep. And uh, yeah, for some of these games, I don't want to go back and play. Uh, again, I don't want to just play them the way I played them before. I want to play them better than I remembered them. Uh, right. And being able to have right. that experience upgraded. Uh, or for a Breath of the Wild 2 or a Metroid 4, if they say, hey, you can play it on your Switch, but if you have the Switch Pro, it's going to look this much better. I mean, that's that's enough for me. I might drop a yeah. few hundred on that. Right. Oh, yeah, and I think it's even gone to the point where I feel like games are starting to push the Switch to the limit already. In oh, fact, yeah. um I've, I'm actually playing my Switch docked at 720p because it improves the frame rate. Oh. So I'm already playing at such a low res. Like so, bring on 4K, or even <laughs> just bring on capable 1080p. I mean, I know. Uh, you know, it, some games yeah. are just getting really pushed to the limit. Where well, I'm dude, starting to see a difference. Even first party games. If you've played uh, Link's Awakening, that remake of the Game Boy game, uh, like, yeah, fucking that thing chugs on some scenes or uh, some parts of the map that you didn't, you shouldn't. It shouldn't be having a hard time making the yeah. grass blow in the yeah. wind. Uh, it's really weird that they shipped it that way and then haven't patched it since. Yeah, I heard about this is one example that I heard about very recently. And it's like, I just wonder if, and this is truly what I think, because um, me and Tiff play this game together called Dauntless. And I play on the TV and she plays handheld. Mm. I need to get into and that. And my game freezes so much. And I'm like, what is going on? So that's when I switched my Switch to 720p. So I wonder if the developers are just sitting there in handheld. That's how they do their play uh, tests, you know, and because in handheld, it never crashes. Yeah. And that's when it runs at native 720. So I wonder if Interesting. that's what's going on. But I don't know. Like, yeah, some games yeah. just run like yeah. hot garbage. They, they yeah. hire yeah. play testers for this very thing. Like uh, I, right. I got a buddy of mine who uh, works at EA Sports and that's what he does. He plays games and he tries to break them. Uh, and you got to imagine that they're taking those scenarios into account, but they just don't care. I do wonder what percentage of people play docked versus handheld uh, when it comes to Switch, because I I play almost exclusively docked. Yeah, I, I know early on, and I'm I'm kind of fifty fifty. Um, I'm probably more do- or more handheld now than oh, I have really? been. Um, uh, yeah, just because it's. Uh, it's so much easier just to to grab it and go and, and play wherever I'm at. Well, where are you versus... going though? It's fucking COVID time. Well, I mean, I mean, like if I if I uh, if I want to go downstairs and, yeah. and, and use the restroom, hang I out hear on you. The couch or whatever, or the or, toilet, yeah. Joel. Okay. <laughs> yes, there you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, the uh, I know early on they had a a uh, survey that they did, and I want to say it was probably around the around the year mark, somewhere around there when it was oh, yeah. in its first year. Um, and it was, it was pretty evenly split, like a 50, 50 split for most people. Most people were either primarily handheld or primarily docked. And there were very few that were like 50, 50 either way. 
I used to be 50-50, but after 600 hours of Animal Crossing, my Joy-Cons are starting to drift. Uh-oh, got the Joy-Con so like drift. Docked yep. for life now. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yep. Well, before we uh, this turns into a Switch episode, uh, <laughs> right. let's get back to the topic at hand, which is modded video games. Uh, and I can't remember where we left off. Oh, we were talking Breath of the Wild. We were talking Shrek, mm-hmm. uh, playing a Zelda. Um, I think, Mark, yeah. uh, we're back to you, buddy. What's next on your list? Well, funny enough, that that was next on my list. Ah. So if it's okay, I'd like to kind of jump back on Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I let's think do it. Yeah, you mentioned genres of mods earlier, and I feel like that is its own genre of mod where it's like inclusion. Because mm. the Breath of the mm-hmm. Wild mod mm-hmm. started because his daughter was playing and was like, "I want to play as a girl, Dad." Yeah, and so he's like, "Okay, well, boom! Now you can play as Zelda." And then it just grew from there. Awesome. Yep. And I just love that. Like, I think that that's so cool. And that's why that's one of my favorite mods. It's like, I, I love Zelda. I think it's a, she's a great character. And to actually be able to play as her on her own adventure. And that, like, really th- had me thinking is, like, and this was before um, Breath of the Wild 2 was announced. Yeah. I was like, wouldn't it be cool if you see Zelda's been on this adventure or fighting Ganon for the past hundred years or whatever. And it's like Skyward Sword did the same thing where you would catch glimpses of Zelda on her own adventure. And every yeah. time you saw her, she had new gear yep. and it was like, what is she up to? Like, I <laughs> yeah. want to play that game. That's exactly right. Yeah. And there's, so I think that that's so cool that. Yeah. There, fans there's are a, like doing that. There is a pretty large uh, fan like community of people that, that want a Zelda game like that. They yep. want a Zelda game where you actually, if not the whole game, at least have some of the game where you play as Zelda and you, you get to experience some of the stuff that she does yep. more than just being like the, the damsel in distress that you need to, that link has to go save again. Well, I'm uh, really hoping that that's going to be breath of the wild too. Yeah. I do too. I do too. I'm down for it. I mean, she cut her hair. She looks ready for action. Like, <laughs> that's when you, play as right? Zelda, you know what I mean? That looks right. so cool. Yeah, yeah, looks, it looks. I'm I'm so hyped for that. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, don't don't expect it anytime soon. I know, right? It's just, I know, just like I we were talking about earlier. I I I have. I'd be very surprised if we. Uh, maybe we'll get a trailer at the end of the year, but uh, I think Breath of the Wild Two is going to be a 2022 release mm-hmm. at the earliest, unfortunately. But I I, I like uh, I like what you're saying there, Mark. That um, for for people who where representation is such kind of an important topic nowadays not in you know we've we've got it in music we're getting it in movies now um and video games is kind of one of the it's 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 a very male dominated industry and not to say that men are the only ones playing games but the decision makers have been men um yeah. when uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out uh, a couple of years ago it was like the the main character was meant to be female. They had written this script. They had the voice acting. The whole game had been developed with her in mind as the main character. Uh, and then some dudes in the patriarchy decided that uh, uh, players uh, aren't going to, that's, that's not going to satiate uh, the other gender. And so they need yeah. to have the option to play as male and female. And from, uh, now I haven't played it very much, but from what I'm told, the male character is totally tacked on. The voice acting isn't mm-hmm. nearly as fleshed out. The story isn't like if you want to play that game the real way, the way it was intended to be played, you play as the female character. Yep. Um, and it, it, it's disappointing that we're having to lean on the the modding community to kind of make these not 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 dis- decisions, but to correct these things and allow um, people to be represented, um, play the games that they want to be played. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think that 
it's thanks to modders that opened their eyes because I think it started with another Assassin's Creed game where they were like, how come you can't Unity? play as a female in this game? People were asking yeah. and they're like, oh, animating females is too hard. So you know, <laughs> yes. we don't have the development time for it. And it's like, it's we're all human. Like, what yeah. are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, like, it's a bullshit. And answer. so, you yeah. know, opening their eye, opening the developer's eyes and making people think like, oh, I guess people do want that. And I remember even for a game like Animal Crossing, um, somebody modded the... I want to say it was the DS version because you could go to an island and if you spent time on your island, your skin would get more tan. Uh. And so darker skinned gamers were like, that's what I want my character to look uh. like all the time. So you're telling me I have to go to an island for an hour a day <laughs> just to have the darker skin. So somebody modded it so that the tan was permanent. Interesting. So that way cool. their character yeah. could look like them. And nowadays in Animal Crossing, you can pick a... Of course. You can go from pale skin to dark skin to blue to green like you can pick anything that's so. such a basic thing um yeah. it's, it's hard to believe that in when did that first one come out 2006 or something 2000 yeah that's uh, yeah i think 2000 like that. 2005 or 2006 yeah that yeah. Mm-hmm. uh just 15 years ago we weren't even thinking that that should be an option when uh, yeah it seems seems pretty obvious now well good the cat is out of the bag there so uh we're on the right track on the right uh, Thomas the train engine track. Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring it back to that. There's mods uh for Skyrim that remove the spiders because there's people that want to play but they have severe arachnophobia. <gasps> oh, wow. because of giant spiders. And wow. so there's mods that have either removed them or they've replaced them with something else that's you know so it's a Tell it's easier these. To play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's one that's terrifying. It's they, it's called Piderman. Oh no! And they've 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 replaced all the spiders with a Spider-Man model, <laughs> but he still walks around like the spider. Oh so no! His legs are all like deformed and like... stuff like that. Yeah, so it's he's like crab walking. That's worse. That is so much worse. Yeah, it's almost worse. It's <laughs> That's so, so funny. Oh, I love it, uh, Jay. Let's go around to you, man. Anything else on your list? I'm getting towards the end of mine. Yeah, um, kind of going sticking with the with the whole zelda thing um there is a guy it's it's as far as i know it's just one guy doing this um he is making a essentially a real-time strategy uh based on the kind of the lore of legend of zelda and it and it goes and it spans like going back from skyward sword all the way to breath of the wild like it spans that entire Holy that shit. entire yeah, lore a... era wow he, he originally had started it it was a a, a medieval total war two was the game that he he was originally <laughs> modding and he called it uh hyrule total war and he got frustrated with the limitations that that engine provided mm-hmm. So he found a another game, and it's a completely it's a free open source game. Anybody can go get it, download it for free. It doesn't cost anything. Called Zero AD, and now he's building his mod out on this, and it's, he's calling it um, Hyrule Conquest. So he, he oh. renamed it for that. But yeah, it, so it's like a it's a, a real time strategy. He's got cutscenes that he's building. No you way. Know, he's actually three D rendering, three D animating these cutscenes. He's got. Uh, a story that he's putting together for it that uh, not voice acting or anything, but it, you know, it does like the, the text and everything kind of a, uh, anybody who's played like uh, twilight princess, right. you'll recognize the sounds from the little when you, when you uh, hit the A button uh, that's to, cool. to go to the next, the next uh, prompt. Yeah. Um, but he's also working on the uh, same guy, uh, a mod for the, another 
uh, free to play game now, Free Space Two, hmm. um, which used to not be a free game, but it is it is now because they they've open sourced it, so it's completely free to get. Uh, but he's building Star Fox. Oh, in this game. cool! Yes, yes. Star Fox Event Horizon is what he's calling this. <laughs> awesome! Yeah, oh. and it, it looks incredible too. Like he'll he'll release every now and then. He'll release uh, little segments of some either some gameplay mm. or uh, some parts of the story trailer for for each one of them, and it just looks so good. So good, man! I want so much to love Star Fox again, um, but uh, the the last game or two, like his, it's just lost me. It just didn't have that same yeah. magic that um, uh, Star Fox sixty four had. Like for me, that was yeah, that was my yeah. favorite. Uh, and they just haven't recreated that magic since. I don't know why. Maybe maybe yeah. I I even enjoyed for the most part. I enjoyed Star Fox the Zero. the latest one, the Star Fox Zero. Yeah. What I didn't like about it is that they they do what Nintendo does and they not when Nintendo don't right. right? (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. They force you, they force you to use mechanics that don't really either don't make sense or they feel tacked on. And when they feel tacked on, you don't want to do them. Uh, Well, like with star Fox zero, it was your, you're playing on your TV. Oh yes. But when you want to actually aim, you have to look down at your gamepad yeah. and aim with that. And it's like, why can't I just aim on the that's TV? That's ridiculous, yeah. Uh, may- yeah. Maybe that's why uh, it, it, I always kind of bounced off it. Yep. Yeah, the, the Wii U was a great console. I completely cons- forgot about that game, and you just reminded me yeah. that I played it at a pre-release event, and the Nintendo guy was like, so what did you think? And I was like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. oh, what uh, is this like? Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, you know, we're still working out the bugs, man. I that was like a, I thought that was a fever dream, but that happened. Yeah. <laughs> like if, if they had, if they had just left the office screen, uh, for like the little robot thing that you that yeah. you get and you yeah. send that off, if that if that was dedicated just for that little robot thing, perfect. It would have been it would have been essentially Star yeah. Fox sixty four with great graphics and a nice little you know, little uh, sneak mechanic with the, with the robot. Yeah. As much as I love the Wii U, uh, the, the mandate that like, hey, you've got to use this gamepad. You've got to have some unique uh, gameplay uh, add-on uh, in order to be released on our system. It doesn't always work for every game. Not every game. Yeah. Needs yeah. That, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Star Fox. Maybe we'll get another. See, now that's one. And I actually need to go back and play uh, on the the SNES Mini, which I'm lucky enough to have. Do they even sell those anymore? Can you find them, or are they out of production? I, I well, I think officially they're out of production. Um, so it's like so eBay now it's pretty much like yeah, it's pretty much in the hands of scalpers, which now. is too bad because uh, yeah. that's that that that's what that's like my that that's my if I'm lost on an island and I only have one video game console to bring with me, it's that SNES yeah. Mini because I've hacked it. Uh, and put all the games on it, <laughs> but you didn't have to hack it to get uh, Star Fox Two, the unreleased Star Fox Two, uh, for the yep. Super Nintendo on there. And I, I still haven't That's gone right. back to do that, but uh, all this Star Fox talk making me making me Star Fox horny. <laughs> 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 uh, all right, uh, let's see. So um, talk to Star Fox. Uh, that I'm pretty much at the end of my list. The only, the only one I haven't mentioned um, is a World of Warcraft mod, which I don't play. But it's another one of these uh, for the lulls mods, where they've uh, taken the audio and done something special. They've taken Owen Wilson uh, and his infamous "Wow" 
something that uh, there's no no shortage nice. of uh, of YouTube videos of uh, Owen Wilson saying, "Wow, I, I, there's a star a um, a Star Wars lightsaber battle compilation." Oh yeah, where every sound effect of the lightsaber is replaced with uh, Owen Wilson saying, "Wow," uh, and they've done the same for "Wow." Uh, there's nice. a Owen Wilson "Wow" mod. Uh, which nice. nice. Always delights That's me. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody? Oh, uh, any amazing. honorable mentions on your lists, gentlemen? I got um, one um, that, and I don't know if you guys ever played this. If, there was a time when checks and General Mills was including games inside. Oh yes. their boxes, and they had a game about. called Checks Quest. Checks Quest. Oh, that I've heard like of this. A Doom mod. Yes. Yes. That <laughs> is like classic oh, mod it's like so much so good <laughs> so it explain actually, it to me okay so it's it's a it's a doom mod so it's it or i was a wolfenstein it's one of the two There's i can't doom. remember yeah. Yeah. Doom, doom. yeah interchangeable um and it's like take they made it take place in space and instead of guns you're shooting with i think like checks guns <laughs> yep. that shoot out cereal and you're yep. defeating oh. these monsters that want to steal your cereal and that's amazing you know, when you were a kid, it's like this is just so cool. But then as you grow up, you're like, wait a minute, that was Doom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Doom with a, a layer of marketing splashed on mm-hmm. top. But uh, mm-hmm. that's great, man. I love that. I've never seen yeah. that. Yeah, Checks and they had a, it got so popular they did a sequel, yeah. Checks Quest Two. And recently, I think Checks re-released it, or no. they announced a new one. I can't remember, but it was yeah, it was it was basically a remake. Um, but they actually went in and fully remade it. Like it's fully 3D now. It's not just the old Doom engine. Um, wow. And wow. I want to say it was nice. <laughs> uh, I think it was either last year or the year before when when it released. So it was pretty recent. <laughs> I love that. So great. I would imagine if they put that on shelves, it would sell more than their cereal. I feel. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, I, don't, I hate checks, but I would play. Uh, I'd play Checks Quest. Uh, right. And yeah, just a, a testament to the uh, uh, never-ending ingenuity of uh, homemade developers. There's only a handful of companies out there making video games, but there are millions of video game fans, and you put the right tools in people's hands, and uh, oh. the creativity that uh, abounds uh, has no limits man and uh, yeah, we, yeah we we've been talking for an hour and i'm sure we've only scratched the surface oh, of yeah. uh, the amount of mods out there i mean we've um, we've even got to like vr conversion mods that people are doing now oh yeah like what oh yeah, yeah. like um one of the ones uh that just recently like like this year recently mm-hmm. came out um and i think bethesda is actually officially doing it but there was a mod that came out beforehand for doom 3 and it takes Doom 3 completely, since the engine was open sourced, they've completely redone it to be a native VR mod. So it's not just like the head tracking map to your mouse movements, that, like some of them are. It actually has independent hand tracking and you can, you can, uh, you got your, your flashlight in the one hand, you got your guns in the oh, other hand, nice. or you can dual wield with your guns and ah. so you can shoot different things that, that, uh, you know, in two different directions, it's incredible. And when I, when I saw that one, I was like, holy shit, are there other games like this? And there's a quake one. There's a quake oh, two course. one. Oh, cool. There is uh half-life is out. Really? Wow. Yeah. Someone took, uh, kind of, you know, kind of, uh, eating their own dog food here. Somebody took the, Counter-Strike engine, which is 
based on the Half-Life engine <laughs> and remade it in a VR game, but put Half-Life in there. Oh, so you're playing Half-Life 2. I'm sorry, not Half-Life, Half-Life 2. Uh -huh. So you're playing Half-Life 2 in VR using the Counter-Strike Go engine. Wow. It's like, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> I guess that kind of works, but yeah. <laughs> Yo, dog, I put Half-Life in your Half-Life so you can play Half-Life while you're playing Half-Life. That's right. That's Absolutely. amazing. Oh, love Absolutely. it. Uh, any other last ones we haven't talked about, Mark? I don't think so. I think I just wanted to say, you know, if there's anybody out there listening that wants to get into game development, I hear it all the time where they say mod games. Yeah. So if that's you and you're like, and it's, they also say it's never too late. Like just dive into one of your favorite games and start somewhere like a texture swap or a, mm, yeah. a model swap. And I think that that's just so cool that that's like these days, a legit avenue into the industry is like, start modding your favorite games huh. and who knows what will happen. That's good yep. advice. There was, there was a guy. Yeah, there was a guy that uh, did for um, Skyrim. I, I know we keep bringing that one up, but it's, it's so huge with mods. <laughs> yeah. um, he he basically, it was one guy. He graduated high school, mm -hmm. and his his father, I think, basically said, uh, you can either go to college, or if you're really serious about this, because the kid wanted to get into, into doing... Um, video games mm -hmm. uh, making video games so i said if you're really serious about this you can either go to college and and take classes and learn it or i will for one year i will you know take care of your your rent and your food and all that stuff and you can learn on your own how to do this and the way that he learned was modding skyrim wow. and he he essentially made a new a whole new continent that you can go to it's voice acted Ooh. It's you know fully scripted as far as you know a whole story that goes on to it. It has a a new section in the main area of Skyrim that you have a couple of characters that kind of lead you towards going to this one of the dwarven ruins where there's this whole gate that opens up a portal and you step into this portal and it takes you to this other new land. He has a whole twenty hours worth of quests and content that you can do <laughs> on this new land. And he did that over a summer, basically. Wow. And now he works for, not for Bethesda, but he got hired on um, the Mass Effect. Uh, oh, um, oh, BioWare. BioWare. BioWare yeah, yeah, BioWare. He got hired on with BioWare after wow. doing that. Wow. That man, a young Steve Jobs. <laughs> 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 uh, so dreams do come yeah. true. No, That's that, right. Absolutely. Thanks, modding. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that makes me want to uh, dig my Mario Paint mouse and mouse pad out of mothballs and uh, see what I can yeah. mod, create a new version of that. Yeah, All right. Absolutely. Well, uh, this has been fun, guys. Uh, learned a lot about modding, and uh, it's, it's it's inspired me. I'm not going to learn to mod myself. Probably is too late for me, but uh, doesn't mean I can't <laughs> enjoy it. Uh, listeners, uh, if you go to our Facebook page, you can be part of the conversation. Tell us uh, what your favorite modded games are, uh, or maybe games that haven't been modded yet that you'd like to see modded. Although, good luck trying to find one, right? Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, good job, guys. As always, uh, thanks for joining us. Mark, uh, you have anything to plug while you're here again? Uh, just my Twitter, Mr. Mark Zamora. Always happy to talk about games there. Beautiful. Nice. Jay, uh, how's your how's your uh, Zelda twitching coming along? Oh my god! <laughs> so the apparently the gods just do not want me to play Zelda on Twitch. <laughs> we we tried uh, this past Sunday and it was 
I had the game going, mm-hmm. game running fine, no problem. But my recording software and the and what I used to twi- to stream, yep. it for whatever reason there was no audio going to it. It's like no, that's okay. half the fun. Yeah, so I I spent about I don't know, I spent about an hour and a half almost troubleshooting that to figure it out. Once I finally figured it out, I'm like, all right, cool. Finally going to get to get to play. And now, you know, my two hours or whatever that I allotted was mostly over. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll play, you know, I'll play at least for another hour. So that <laughs> won't be a problem. Then the computer blue screens. No. Oh, no. <laughs> so at that point I was just like, fuck it. I'm, uh, I'm not, it's not happening tonight. <laughs> all those pirated mods you had on there. Finally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> installed so much uh, malware on your computer it just died yeah. blue screen of death well, let that be a lesson to you kids uh, yeah. alright well um, you can uh, find all, all about modding uh, and uh, and more uh, again on our website 16bitgladiators.com where we have links to our Facebook page and our Twitter handle uh, and uh, yeah I think that about does it for modding next week what are we doing next week I think we've decided uh, we're going to do a whole episode dedicated to uh, action, RPGs. action rpgs that's right yes. um that definition um maybe a, l- a little nebulous what defines an action rpg uh i'd say yeah. rpg where you actually uh get to have some action mm-hmm. <laughs> no, uh, where much like uh, zelda right zelda has some rpg elements um zelda, but, uh, yeah zelda was kind of the first one i think that yeah that defined that genre and, and now it's more just an adventure is what they're calling action adventure game but right. it, it it still has its RPG elements. I mean, you still level up. You still, yep. you know, gain new powers and new abilities as you go along. So Absolutely. It's, it's still got RPG elements. Yes, and uh, enough games that fall into that category that uh, we're going to have a whole episode about it next week on 16-Bit Gladiators. All right, Mark, thanks again for joining us. Great job. You are welcome back thanks. anytime. Yes. Uh, Jay, as always, beautifully done. Nice Thank to you, sir. insights into the world of modding. Join us next week uh, for another exciting episode of uh, the 16-Bit Gladiators. Thanks, guys. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.